podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good morning, film bastards. And good afternoon and good evening. My name is Ian Loring and welcome to Film Bastards. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, we I just completely got out of my flow then. <laughs> that ain't long to hit, did it? That Jack Daniel. That was stunning. Wow. Uh, yeah. My name's Ian Loring. And as always, I'm joined by Becky Foster. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, one and all. We very much hope you are safe and well. Uh, coming up on this week's show, we have got two reviews. Two, I say. Uh, we have got the new Disney and Pixar. Just stick it out on Disney Plus because content. Uh, Italian seaside trip, Luca. And Ben Wheatley doing some lockdown horror, uh, to which I forgot to reply to Becky's text yesterday. And in a way, I'm glad because I just want to have a conversation here as opposed to a conversation we might have gotten to into WhatsApp. I'm ever so sorry, Becky. That was my bad. Um, we'll get... Sorry, you'll let me off. Yeah. All right. Thanks, bud. Uh, we're going to be talking some in the earth. Uh, we'll have some news. We'll have some trailers. We'll have some what we watched. Uh, Becky is back after um, fucking us off for a week. Um, Bex, how was your affair? Underwhelming. Okay. All right, that's good. Mark lives on to fuck another day. Woo! <laughs> um, what did you say about me? What? What did you say this about me? the podcast? Me? <laughs> yeah, I, did. I don't know whether you should listen to the podcast or not. <laughs> <laughs> me and John actually had this conversation um, when uh, he was up in York a few weeks ago. Mm. I was saying that, it, that John got to the point of where he, he so much never wanted to miss a podcast because of the just deflammatory shit that would get said about him. <laughs> that's, that's just using fear as a weapon. <laughs> it's it's a podcast tradition. <laughs> yeah, I never get to listen to podcasts. What I need, you see, is a really long commute. During which I can listen to podcasts. You listen to at work. I can't. Can mm. I? I'm not even allowed to listen to music at work. When you're on your own, you can. Mm. No, it's definitely the commute thing. Is it? Mm. 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 Oh, I get what you, where you're going. With <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we need to move on. What's going on with the dog? The dog just poked her nose in, looked at me, and then immediately fucked off down the stairs. She's she's clearly doing to that. Oh, oh, I was just that. Yeah. She's going to check Tell you what. It's safe. Uh, mild, very quick tangent. No one ever fucking told me that when a female dog gets spayed, drooling is a side effect. I don't know whether it is actually connected or not, but that dog, if she wants your toast, my God, she's going to dribble until she gets it. <laughs> Like, it is incredible how much that dog wants food all the time. Like, it is amazing. I, seriously, that it's ever since she got spayed, dribbling all over the place whenever there's food around that she wants. 
and it's only food that she wants. She really goes for it. Anyway, um, so um, patrons, uh, obviously longer patron content. There was about 15 minutes or so of um, just babbling from me today quite frankly um but hey it's all good um i am going to be doing uh, a beginner's guide to bond because you know bond is starting to approach um so i'm going to be doing the world is not enough at some point this week and then funnily enough die another day the commentary so the intermediate guide to bond and beginner's guide to bond will actually mirror up so I will record two separate ones. I'm going to do Beginner's Guide to Bond and Andrew Jones is going to join me for a commentary of Die Another Day because he basically willed that commentary into existence. So the least he could do <laughs> is fucking join me for it. Um, <laughs> uh, we're then going to be uh, covering Casino Royale on Beginner's Guide and then Mark is going to be joining me for uh, the Intermediate Guide for the commentary of Casino Royale because Mark actually likes Casino Royale. Yes, I, I, I genuinely... I genuinely think that Casino Royale is not just one of the best Bond movies, but I think it is one of the best movies of the uh, the noughties. Is it, that it, the it, one with the ill-fated Olga Kurylenko in it? No, that is Quantum of the Solace. Oh. Which, yeah. uh, you know, Casino Royale, one of the best Bond theme tunes. Quantum of Solace, one of the very, very worst Bond theme tunes. Yes, um... Casino Royale has, has, has possibly up there a top three Bond They're all a bit shit though, aren't they? Chris What the f- uh, mm. They're all a bit shit? Bond themed, yeah. Actually not. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think you're thinking of the shit ones and not thinking of the decent ones. Honestly, I think Adele's just ruined them all for me. There is. There are some proper underrated bangers fuck me tell you what jack daniels tennessee honey and coke that'll do <laughs> fucking hell um the living daylights living daylights is a fucking good song it's a fucking good song a view to a kill a fucking good song um live and let die absolute banger it slaps um Casino, uh, Casino Royale. So, um, uh, you know my name. I was trying to think of the name of it there. Jesus Christ. You know, I mean, like you've got you've got your big brassy ones. I mean, I'm quite I'm quite um, partial to Thunderball, primarily because of how long um, Tom Jones holds the note for ball at the end. <laughs> uh, but it's legit great. There, there are there are some real bangers i mean the living daylights it really is great the more i think about it and no one ever talks about that um yeah you know my name is fucking fantastic it really oh i am so looking forward to bond being back in the fucking zeitgeist in like september and people talking about bond themes again oh oh i can't wait i can't wait so, yeah, uh, a lot of Bond content coming on the Patreon. One day, Fincher Club will resume. When that day is, who knows? Because we don't. So if yeah. you do, could you tell us? Could you tell us so we can prepare for it and watch the Fincher films that we need to watch? <laughs> and then uh, 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 men doing uh, their jobs very, very well, the films of Michael Mann will begin. I have a feeling that Fincher Club will restart when when the 4K of Zodiac finally fucking comes out. I mean, the social network 4K is coming. It is indeed, yes. 
so I'm going to need an excuse for that. So, you know, we we will get there. We will get there. Um, so $2 a month, patreon.com forward slash film bastards. I'm looking into Apple Podcast Plus or whatever the fuck it's called and seeing if there's like an easy way of getting them on there as well, just to give people another option. But I'm not quite there yet. I don't know the logistics. So, you know, just, just bear with me. Bear with me. So, news. Something I shared with Mark earlier on, Walter Hill yes. has got a new film coming. That feels like bloody big news. It, it, it is, yeah. And it's also, it's not just, it's a, it, it's a Walter Hill film. It's a, it's a Walter Hill film with Christoph Waltz and um, Willem Dafoe that seems to have a little bit of a little bit sort of budget and creative behind it. Cause it, it'll only be his, I think it's his, it'll be his third movie in the past 20 years, something like that. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the other two were, were bullet in the head. Um, a, a Stallone movie that, that he had in the works for a number of years that eventually Stallone just decided, yeah, let's, let, let, let's do it and kind of got made. And it was a, it was a very mid budget film and it, it's fun. It's a very genre picky film. Um, and then the other one was the the one that kept on changing its name uh, with Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, Over uh, here, I think it's called Tomboy. I think in the US it's called The Assignment. Yes, that's it. Um, with Michelle Rodriguez playing the um, a detective who gets kidnapped and essentially has gender reassignment. Oh, yeah. And, that uh, one. It, it was that. And it was... It was it was one of those films where people got very angry about it without even actually watching it, mm. um, and because of that, it, it it kind of disappeared into the the ether a little bit. Yeah. Um, and apparently, literally, Walter Hill and uh, Michelle Rodriguez didn't really do any press for it because um, both of them decided, you know what, can't be asked with the fucking the constant backlash of it, so let's just not bother. Um, but Walter Hill may be um, in terms of genre cinema uh, may be one of the most important yet underappreciated genre cinema filmmakers out there Mm. you know the guy who helped create the alien universe Mm. um, directed films like driver um which then obviously had very has been become very very um influential over the years uh warriors huge cult fucking classic yeah. uh, but then even taken down to things like you know you could claim that 40 hours helped essentially invent or popularize the buddy comedy mm-hmm. yeah um that was there and launched the career of Eddie Murphy you know the studio didn't want Eddie Murphy even Walter Hill at one point didn't want Eddie Murphy (laughs) uh, until he kind of met him and then was like oh actually hang on a minute I realise what he's doing here I've just got to let him do his thing and let him piss off naughty (laughs) 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 because that will work better for the film 
He said, so literally, he said, on one side, I was there going, uh, Eddie Murphy's coming to me and going, am I doing this right? Should, should we do this? And he said, and I'm going, going, Eddie, yeah, keep doing it. It's great. Just keep riffing and we'll just keep shooting and everything like that. He said, and, then, and then literally, I'm walking away and Nolte's going to me, can he just, could he stick to the scripts? He's going, yeah, I keep telling him, but you know, he just keeps uh, on doing this. And it was all just designed. Uh, so what is it? So, and then all that happened apparently halfway through filming was uh, Murphy and Naughty went for a beer. Mm. Uh, and Murphy was like, you know, I feel weird. I feel like I shouldn't be doing all this, this kind of ad living, but Walter keeps on telling me to do it. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> And so then, then what they started doing is they started winding Walter Hill up by Murphy sticking the script and Nolte just going fucking off all <laughs> But yeah, it's it, 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 Walter Hill. All Walter Hill movies are westerns. No matter when they're set, they're all westerns. But it's Walter Hill doing, a, 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 again, a proper western western like um, Geronimo and um, the uh, Long Riders. <laughs> looking at me really intensely. I'm not looking intensely. I'm a look. I'm an intense looker. All right. Yeah. You are a looker. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I think we make Ian uncomfortable. Sometimes. A little bit. Um. Cool. Good. Um. So moving on from uh Walter Hill. Very much looking forward to that one. Um. Uh, what else has there been? Can, 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 can we talk about the deer hunter? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, we can. Uh, oh. The de- deer hunter is getting yeah. a 4K steelbook. Yeah. And that steelbook has got quite the cover. Yeah. Has Becky seen this? I'm, I've got it up on my, on, on my screen now. I right. saw it, yeah, I saw it on Twitter when you when you posted some kind of response to it the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean just Google Deer Hunter 4K Steelbook, you'll you'll see it. Yeah. Without a doubt, the dumbest cover <laughs> art of all time. <laughs> yep. Um so for those who can't get to a device to have a look at it, it's literally a picture of a deer. Looking like it's pretty much done with everything, and a gun being pointed at it from like the side. So you got the deer face on to the camera, and the gun just poking out at the side, pointing at his head. Yep. That is a steelbook cover present uh, designed by someone who's either actively taking the piss, or literally just was told to make an image of the deer hunter what's that then it's a film when can i google anything about it no this is due in five minutes i fucked up (laughs) yeah they they just googled black and white picture of deer black and white picture of gun (laughs) it is incredible and this is the thing i mean it's an interesting angle because steel books are like one of the last refuges of of the physical media collector. And they've basically gone, you're going to want this because it's a steel book. And you're going to want this because of this stupid fucking cover. <laughs> and they're right. 
Fifty pounds, please. I, 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 I do want it because of the cover. I, I like how much this cover has wound people up. Are people upset about it? Oh, they are. And the thing is, it's great. It's a fucking great image, and I guarantee you, right, that if you added to this image Criterion Collection, oh, yeah. half of those people <laughs> who have been slagging it off would go. That is fucking brilliant. They'd be fucking creaming themselves over it. That's they? fucking brilliant. What a, what a provocative imagery yeah, yeah. that's there. But because it's not, they're all like, well, this is stupid. It's like, so what? It looks fucking cool. I'd prefer that than the just generic, yeah. you know, deer hunter. I mean, the, the, the image that is on the back is the, is the De Niro with the, the red headband and the, the gun. Now, that would be perfectly fine. A lazy person would have put that on the yeah, front. Yeah, would have put that on the front. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is, it, 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 it's fucking cool. What's the inside? The inside is the... Um, uh, the Russian roulette. Yeah. That's what it's called, isn't it? Towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, but I, I just think it's, I think it's fucking cool. I think it's a good-looking, interesting cover. Steelbooks can go one of two ways. They can either be really boring or they can look fantastic. Mm. Um, and they know that there's, there's there's a big market for them. There's a collector's thing for them. It, it's a, it, it's an oddity, I think, steelbooks within the um, the physical media collecting community mm. because there's some who outright collect them. I used to do it myself. I used to collect them uh, previously myself. I, I I like them. They had had a different dimension to to the image, and I hated that but that blue bar on blu-rays yeah um they're pretty and at that and then there's you get people who get and you have the, the, obviously you have majority of people who don't care but then you have the people who are like which well, fucking stupid there's ugly bits of tin why do people pay more it's like well you don't have to yeah it's not like they're released and literally it's like that u2 album it just took fucking money out of you and, it, <laughs> and it's like that. that that's not how it works just don't buy them that was such a weird fucking move by apple wasn't it um Yes. To you li- must have it. Oh, to, but I can delete it, right? To literally yeah. create the most deleted album of all time. You can delete it. You could, eventually they decide you had to, oh. they had to make it for that because it was just taking too much memory on people's phones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, rather a grumpy fucking deal with a gun uh, to his head than that, that fucking De Niro image. I, I, I have breaking news. Oh, uh, apparently, Amblin Entertainment have signed a multi-picture deal with Netflix to produce uh, film content for them, numerous films every year for the next five years. Amblin have. Yeah. What well, after Spielberg was all fucking. Yeah. Fuck you, Netflix. Green Book's where it's at because it's a cinema, a cinema release. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. All right, then. I mean, to be fair, what the fuck have Amblin done over the last little while? Not a great deal. Um, fine. Fine. Didn't they do one recently, though? They were all like, oh, Amblin. I remember an at CG Amblin logo in front of... Oh, Cats. Steven Spielberg Amblin Partners is teaming up with Netflix thrilled to announce that the legendary filmmakers company will produce multiple new films for Netflix each year 
What say it doesn't say that it's Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg's not fucking directing anything for Netflix. No, it, it, it's just Netflix have gone. If we give you it's West Side Story. What? West Side Story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, yeah, the basically they're, they're going. If we give give you five hundred million to produce ten films, could you do that? Yeah, go on. Then. Yeah. You know, and that that that's what it'll be. It'll get stuff will get thrown around. They'll, you know, and it, it, Spielberg will have a producer's credit on all of them, and maybe he might get involved in a few of them. Yeah. You know? yeah. If Netflix can have originals that say from executive producer Steven Spielberg, that's the that's the kind of thing that will help them against um against Disney Plus. You know, like I don't know. It, it, it's interesting these streaming wars though, because you know, Disney Plus are doing quite well. They missed their subscriber growth, growth expectations for Q2, but they are still doing well. I kind of get the sense that they're already pivoting to we're going to make an awful lot of big, like big watch water cooler moment TV for Disney Plus, as opposed to we're going to have all our movies on Disney Plus. Yeah, um, it's. You know, I, I think it's interesting that this this whole last year, what it seems to be showing is if you want movies to actually be culturally relevant, they do need to have a big screen release. Yeah. You can you can get away with the you know, with it during the pandemic. But you look at how In the Heights is done and how people could just watch that on HBO Max. Um, and that's done absolutely nothing. Bet it did just over a million over here. It's not great. Whereas um, in the current climate, Hitman's wife's bodyguard um, beat its target. How much did How much did that do? Uh, it did in the end because it was targeted. They targeted it to do um, oh, sorry. to do fifteen million, uh, and I think it just crossed twenty. Oh uh, yeah, because seventeen point one. Yeah, I mean that. There you go. I mean that's that's not too shabby for that film. I mean it appealed to us, and it looks like it's appealed to no one else. So, uh, but I mean in terms of critically, but hey, it beat in the heights. Um, but this is the thing. It's like films seem to need to actually have, uh, you know, that kind of ex- exclusivity to to them. You know. Um, so I think Disney are going to are going to go towards that Amazon. It'll be interesting to see what they do. But again, it feels like them buying MGM felt more like a because of the catalogue of titles more than any future projects aside from Bond. Um, so Netflix have got to compete. So what are they doing? They're spending massive money on Ryan Johnson making Knives Out films because that is going to have some some cultural cachet that's going to get people talking steven spielberg producing a bunch of stuff for netflix is going to get people talking and they they have to have these things now you know they 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 have to have these big things um because otherwise the films just aren't going to fucking do anything you know they they'll be culturally relevant for like a weekend and then they're gone like in the heights hasn't done very well had a pretty bad drop off in the US um a, a last weekend as well and now that is basically you know people were saying oh it could be 
bye bye in the heights here comes fast nine whereas if, if if they had committed to just releasing that in the cinema making people go to the cinema and making clear it was a cinematic event it may well have not done that that well still but it would have done better than like fucking 11 million dollars or whatever it was that it made last week i mean 11 million dollars in a world where tom and jerry is doing 20 odd on its opening weekend and, and that was when cinemas open is awful and it struggled in um in latin america yeah i it's interesting so in the heights and i i uh i really wanted to like in the heights i made that very clear it went down 63 percent weekend on weekend in the u.s after two weekends it's made just under 20 million yeah that's it's so insubstantial though isn't it it's like I, it, but it, it that film blew itself out it's kind of it's presented itself as this film that's got loads of shit to say and it doesn't fucking say anything it's just slice of life which is fine but it's not what it was kind of marketed as as it was marketed as this is going to be really important and it's going to really say some shit and then it just doesn't it's so meek there's one good bit in that film and that's the bit in the dance hall and that's for the dancing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's the dancing. It's not what's actually happening in it, is it? Um, it it's yeah, I don't know. I I I think that's interesting. Like in the heights, it's now gone away. It it feels like there are now people going, hey, do you know what? It wasn't the best thing since sliced bread. Like in the actual film Twitter sphere as well. Like I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda came under criticism for not casting enough diverse people within the latin american cast and he's he's had to defend that um yeah he hasn't really defended it though has he he's just apologized yeah yeah no there's a there's a a tide turning on that man at the moment man i'm not i i I don't have that much against him but when there's when there was, I, was, I saw a, a, a Puerto Rican, um, he's Puerto Rican, um, what is the thing, so coming out saying, you know, he's he's not very well liked here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, I, I like Lin-Manuel Miranda, I think he's a force for good generally, and it's like, it's weird seeing this kind of bump, but I don't know, it was interesting, I was listening to a podcast um uh, a box office podcast but called the box office podcast i think actually where they were talking about how aside from lin-manuel miranda none of the cast actually did any um press for like the spanish language media in the u.s oh really and it's yeah and it's like you probably need to get that uh, you need to get the, those folks engaged yeah. you know it, it's like there's almost a sense that they thought that the west and the east coast were going to be like into it and so the tastemakers were into it and so everybody else would be and then it's been met with a bit of a shrug you know it's i I was listening to another podcast where someone was saying like it really gave me a sense of how in a bubble i am on twitter where everyone was dying to see it and it seems like nobody in the real world actually gave a fuck and um yeah you know i I, I, I will stop the In the Heights stuff now because I, I think Andrew Jones is probably just uh, like ready to jump out the window. Um, but but you know what? It's you know, we, we've said this like for the last few weeks we've 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 kind of pretty much said the same thing. If 
people are allowed to have different opinions and if if andrew fucking loved it great i'm glad i'm glad someone did and I, by all accounts a lot of people did it just felt so fucking flimsy to me but that's that's me maybe i expected too much yeah you know, i mean I, yeah i, I mean right. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm the same, but I, I also I think it's Oz, Oscar chances have completely shit the bed because oh, yeah. of how how badly it's done. You know, uh, you know, um, which is you know, which is a shame. I would have loved it in the Heights West Side Story fucking dance battle at the start of the Oscars next year, you know, but um, don't think it's going to happen. Um, but hey, you dust yourself off, you start again. But yeah, they, they, so this, but this is the thing. It's like now, Fast Nine is coming out this weekend. Like, well, I mean, it's already made a fuckload in Asia in other markets. Um, but that now that feels like an event. You know, like it's not one that you can just see at home at the weekend. You know, you've got to go out to the cinema. I've got my IMAX ticket booked cannot fucking wait that is going to be a right laugh on thursday evening you know and it's it 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 deserves that you know it deserves a window before it's on it it, it's on home video and uh yeah i mean i i I wish it well i don't know it just the we'll get into it but the big screen is fucking helping me with films so fucking much at the moment it's um yeah it's something um i feel like i talked the arse off of that it's all good. Yeah. Right. Let's do some trailers. Um. Yes, I do want to see Nicolas Cage hunting for the man who stole his truffle pig. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I. I, I am. I am the same. I do want to see. Uh, truffle Nick, pig John Wick. Yeah. Truffle pig John. Chef John Wick. Yeah. Chef John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That just looks. <laughs> It, it looks like the sort of thing Nick Cage would read the script for and go, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I just read his agent and go, say yes to this one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm well in on this. Yeah. I think I think Nick Cage, like, he is what he is, but he's turned down some real interesting shit at the moment, and I like it. it Nick Cage is right now doing, doing whatever the fuck Nick Cage Doing to do. the sort of stuff that you would have expected Nick Cage to do um based on his pre Oscar win for leaving Las Vegas career. Mm. If you were to say in in thirty years time this guy is gonna be making movies where he's chasing his trouble pig um around New York. I fucking one in the plays with the with the jukebox. Oh no it was pinball or something he was playing in his breaks, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it was well that's it. It's fucking great, I, that. Again, that but you could see those. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, if you were to say after I don't know sort of the face off era, so that he'd had, you know, off the back of winning an Oscar, but then having Conair, the rock and face off and being like the massive action star that he was, if you'd have then said, Oh, in 25 years' time, he's going to be making a movie where he's chasing his jubble pig around, what's that? <laughs> and then you'd go, what? No, I won't. He'll be, he'll, he'll be making Face Off 6 with um, John Travolta. He's a clone. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm down for what Nick Cage is, is yeah, doing. I'm he's, loving it. I'm really enjoying it. I like the fact that, that people keep on going, oh, fucking hell, and he paid off these, what is it yet? And his response to it is, 
Yes. Oh, ages, ago. ages ago, like <laughs> 15 years ago. <laughs> there is a uh, Nicolas Cage bundle on sale on iTunes at the moment. $9.99 gets you Bad Lieutenant, Drive Angry, Trespass, The Wicker Man, USS Indianapolis, Stolen, Looking Glass, and 211. For nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. That's not bad. <laughs> I mean, Bad Lieutenant is six ninety nine by itself. Bad Lieutenant is fucking great as well. Yeah, it is. It is. Bad Lieutenant Drive... is, is brilliant. Drive Angry is three ninety nine by itself. God, I might buy this. It's just, do I... I want USS Indianapolis in my collection? I mean, do you not not want it? <laughs> I mean, that's the f- God, it's directed by Mario Van Peebles. Yeah, is it, it isn't. It, USS Indianapolis the one that starts off as a as, as a war movie, but then turns into a horror halfway through. Stranded in the sh- yeah yeah stranded in the shark infested war- waters of the Philippine Sea, the remaining survivors of the USS Indianapolis endured hunger, thirst, heat, delirium, relentless shark attacks, and the death of many shipmates. Um, oh shit, yeah. I think I'm going to have this. What's stolen? Oh, shit. Simon West teaming up with him again. Okay, that's fine. Stolen's what's, all right. I've seen stolen. What's Looking Glass? Uh, I think I've seen that as well. Oh, I think it's a horror film. I think it's... Or, after losing their daughter to a tragic accident, shattered couple Ray and Maggie purchase a motel in the middle of nowhere in the hopes of starting a new life. But Ray begins to notice strange goings-on that starts to piece together the history of the bizarre murder associated with the motel. Poking around in a basement one day, Ray discovers a crawl space which leads to a two-way mirror into one of the rooms as he becomes obsessed with the unusual activities that happen beyond the looking glass. His marriage, sanity, and his very life are threatened. I've not seen this, but I want to see it. It's Trespass I've seen, the one with Nicole Kidman. Yep, I've I've seen Trespass, I believe. What's 211? A teenager on a ride-along gets caught up in a bank robbery gone wrong, trying to tape all of the action on his cell phone as it happens. I mean, that sounds shit, but it's 87 minutes long. It's It's 87 minutes long. Ooh, it, I it, might be buying this. He's directed by a man called York Alex Shackleton. I, I mean, that's great. That's great. Yeah, jo, jo, Joel Schumacher directed Traspass. Who else is in it? Everyone's favourite, Cam Shikande. Cam isn't it? Yes, he is indeed. Oh, shit. Ben Mendelsohn, probably an early role for him, eh? Whoa. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Traspass. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to buy that. But this is the thing. And then he does pig. And it's like, yeah. I, I mean, this just looks great. Yep. His truffle pig stolen and he wants it back. Yeah. He just wants his pig back. And it doesn't look like it's just going to be nobody and be like, well, let's just do John Wick. It's like, this is a little bit John Wicky, but the mood feels different. Yeah. It, 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 it feels, it feels like odd it feels distinctly weird but not in like a like an intentionally weird just like you're gonna watch it and go all right yeah that literally was about him just you know being this ex super chef 
who went recluse and had a truffle pig. Fair enough. Bye, yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Okay, um, I, I think I've only got one other, actually. So have you guys got anything else? Um, Trailer-wise, have you got any from last week, Bex, that you would like to discuss? Because you obviously weren't here last week. Um, not really. Oh. That gunpowder milkshake looks fucking great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be there on opening day to watch Midnight in the Switchgrass. Opening day? Yeah. <laughs> Opening day. Do you think that's getting a cinematic release in this country? I hope so. It won't. I want to see Machine Gun Kelly in the film again. Yeah, it, it won't get a cinematic no, release won't. anywhere. I'll have to watch it first thing. Um, I have got a new one actually, but I don't know if either of you guys will have seen it. Have either of you guys seen the trailer for Karen? Ooh, what's that now? Okay, so you know all these viral videos of Karens being racist at people. Mm. Made a movie of it. Uh, okay. So a, a, a black couple moved to a new neighbourhood. And, and Karen just just makes their life miserable. It is it, it it will I feel it will very much be in the vein of that awful fucking thing with Rosamund Pike that you made me watch. Which one? The awful care home one. Where it will be a thanks, I hate it rating. Because it will make all of our blood boil. But it's got um, I know Mark, you haven't. Ian, did you watch any of Orange is the New Black? Uh, I watched like the first two seasons, I want to say. Um, and obviously you've watched Sons of Anarchy. So you know Cherry out of Sons of Anarchy? Yes. Um, it's her playing the Karen. All right. And she's done it. And she she was saying um, she, she had to watch a lot of these. Taryn Manning, that's it. She had to watch a lot of these oh, wow. video clips in order to um, obviously like research the behaviour and the mannerisms and things like this and just got angrier and fucking angrier about it. So, uh, yeah, I, I would very much recommend watching the trailer and seeing what you think. We can I'm... take a short break if you want to watch the trailer. It's called Karen. Karen, yeah. Okay. Let me to send you a link. Uh, that's all right. I'll show YouTube it. Karen. Karen trailer. Karen tries to steal PS5. Nice. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Oh, BET original movies. Cool. A film by Coke Daniels. Baby, you just gotta give it a chance. Oh, there's that Karen. How much of a Karen does she look? I like that they're owning the fact that it's ridiculous she's called Karen. Yeah, criminals. Next thing you know, we have criminals. Step in there. Come on, Pat says. 
disturbing information on her and her brother. She doesn't like black people. We have a search for her. Well, I'm black. I know she doesn't like you either. I want to sell the house. Get out of here. You can't get out Oh. Confederate flag there. Yeah. You So that was Karen then. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I hope it's got more moments like you're saying we live next to a white racist woman called Karen. It seems like it's going to be very self-aware. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need plenty of that to get through that. I think. <laughs> yeah. Deary me. Right. Um, what else have you guys got? Uh, just the, the one that you're going to mention. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, probably the bigger tra- uh, biggest trailer of the week. Um, first proper look at uh, Snake Eyes, the uh, G.I. Jones Origins. Uh, G.I. Joe, sorry. G.I. Jones. G.I. Joe Origins film. Uh because apparently they're still trying to make Origins happen. It worked for X-Men, so why not for G.I. Joe? Um, Henry Golding is Snake Eyes, and I think this looks like fun. Um, It looks nice. I like Henry Golding. Um, It looks like he's made a good fist at doing some of the action himself. Um, Yeah, I am up for this. If it's over two hours, I'd be worried. But if it's a nice, like, 105, 110 minutes, uh, let's go. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Um, It's it's going to get, no matter what, compared to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Five Rings. I I believe there's ten rings. Ten rings. Um, It's going to get compared to that. whether it's fair or not that it gets compared to that is a different matter. Um, but yeah, uh, I am, I'm, I, I'm very much up for it. Um, Snake Eyes is one of my favorite, um, characters in, uh, that universe. Um, so it'll be, it'll be fun. Um, Henry Golding is a very charismatic screen presence. Uh, and so it'll be cool to see if we can get this kind of like, you know, working. Um, and, it looks cinematic, whereas the movie that it's going to get compared to looks a little bit like one of the Netflix TV series. Yep. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. Um, no, exactly. It looks like it's got a budget behind it, you know, um, I really want another trailer for Shang-Chi. I want one that actually goes, yeah, this is this is a cinema release. Like quite badly. And I it, it was you it, Mark, I think last week you talked about that new trailer for Black Widow that was like, yes, okay, this is the one that actually makes it look like a film. Yes. I absolutely yeah. And it does. That that new trailer for it does. I very much need that for Shang-Chi cuz that 
you know, at the moment, it just, nah. Whereas Snake Eyes, it looks like real locations. It looks like they've got a cinematographer who's not just trying to blandify everything so that it's, it fits the same visual template, which Marvel increasingly feels like it's going for that, apart from when it's Taika Waititi and he's just like, I'm Taika Waititi, get the fuck out of my way. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Directed by Robert Schwenke, who is not the most reliable director in the world. Um, but who knows? I'm, I'm ready for this one to be a solid 7 out of 10, let's see another in a couple of years kind of job. Yeah, that, that's it. Like you say, it's... Yeah, Schwenke's not the most reliable of... Red was good. Yeah. Did he direct the first Red? I thought he yeah. did the second one. No, I did the first. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, Red was good. Yeah. Tattoo, we yeah. like Tattoo. Yeah, Tattoo was all right, actually, yeah. His debut. No, so yeah, his debut film, yeah. Oh, tattoo. Was that, like, German language horror, I want to say? Or what was that? It was a horror, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it was, actually, yeah. Yeah, German yeah. horror, yeah. 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 Okay. I remember that. Um. Yeah. I don't know. We shall. Uh. We, we we shall see with Snake Eyes. But I am very very looking forward to that and hoping that's one I can see in IMAX. If I can go see that in IMAX like eleven o'clock on a Saturday morning, I'll be very happy. Yeah. That exactly. Like, that's like the perfect time to go and see essentially what is a film version of a um. Of a kids' TV show. <laughs> On that note, I'm just going to grab a little miniature. Which one are you going for? I might have a double gentleman Jack and Coke. I've had two double Jack and Cokes now. Yikes. I'm going to have one more because then I'm going to run out of Coke anyway. <laughs> actually to be fair this is going to be a fucking strong one because I don't think I've got enough to make a full glass anyway I'll be back in a sec talk amongst yourselves feel free we did a quick mic change there didn't we we did yeah. I wonder if it's noticeable. I wonder if it is noticeable. Yeah. We we started the podcast on our old microphone because the lead for our uh, new microphone had broken and then our new microphone lead literally arrived midway through, didn't it? Mm-hmm. So then we, we, we quickly did a quick whew, switch which switch around. Switch which. Yeah. yeah. So if we sound better uh now than we did earlier, that is a good sign. If we sound worse that is a really bad sign. <laughs> mm. Interesting to know, though. If anyone notices, let us know. If anyone notices, yeah, that, that, that we, we now sound either better or worse, then, then please get in touch. <laughs> ah. He's like my little... What? Little subtle hint that we need a longer commute. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, mm. hmm. no. 
listeners, Becky is trying to get me to move out to the where to the coast, aren't you, Bex? To the coast. And I'm 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 not as convinced as you am I. Yeah, you are. Cause you want to get a Mr. Whippy machine. Out yeah, of she's also trying to bribe me with a Mr. Whippy machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a Kamado grill and a pizza oven. We get those anyway. <laughs> uh, so don't, 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 don't use those as an excuse. It's the wicked machine that you try to get me on. I mean, that's the main one. It yeah. is, yeah. You bribe me with soft served ice, yeah. ice cream and nostalgia. We'll even get some flakes. <laughs> Not that trouble. The little boxes you can buy mm. of specific uh, ice cream flakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna move my, I'm gonna move my entire house and my entire life from Mr. Whippy Machine. I mean, that seems to be the best hook so far that I've found. So, <laughs> I don't know what that says about you. I just really like soft serve ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be living at the seaside though. You could just get them anyway. What? You could just get them anyway. There'll be ice cream vans everywhere. <laughs> well, we don't know. We've been to that seaside. It's not. It's not Scarbadoff, is it? It's not Scarbadoff. So. We could move to Whitby. I prefer to drown myself. Oh, sorry. You've got good childhood memories. <laughs> I could also try to remember fucking Whitby. Imagine there, like if you worked, if you worked in Whitby, but you lived like up at the top, how easy it would be for you to get your steps in every day. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what I missed. Oh. Me bribing Mark with the Mr. Whippy machine. <laughs> Nice. Oh, I managed to get a nut, one full glass, just about. <laughs> oh, right. Fucking hell. Okay. Oh, it's only Monday. <laughs> right. So then, what should we talk about first? Let's talk about in the earth. I was about to say in the woods. Which is kind of right, but not really. So, this is directed by Ben Wheatley and stars Joel Fry, Alora Torchia, Hayley Squires, and Reese Shearsmith. The premise as the world searches for a cure to a devastating virus, a scientist and a park scout venture deep into the woods. As night falls, their journey becomes a, terrori- a terrifying voyage through the heart of darkness as the forest comes to life around them. Yeah, kind of it, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was listening to the Empire podcast the other day, interviewing Rhys Shearsmith, and he said, it's midnight run turns into Texas Chainsaw Massacre turns into uh, Quater Mass. It's like, don't quite get where the midnight run came from, yeah. but... The rest of it, yeah, sure, okay. Um, so Ben Wheatley is uh, quite a mixed bag of a filmmaker, I think it's fair to say, in terms of both like the, the material that he chooses to direct and, you know, to an extent, the quality. I think I'm I'm, I'm the biggest fan of his out of, the, out of the three of us, and there's actually a Twitter question. Uh, uh, coming up later on uh, uh, kind of more about that in general but Bex I'll turn it to you first so 
In the Earth is a film that is available on VOD in the US and you guys VOD'd it up and I saw it in the cinema. That's right, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, good old, uh, good old VPNs. And um, I'll I'll start with you, Bex. Was the experience of watching in the earth? Do you think that you know, assume like the photo, the kind of almost like the photo sensitivity that you have aside? Mm-hmm. Do you think that this was an experience that would have been better on the big screen? Or did you think or did you think that your reaction to it would have been the same regardless of where you saw it? Um don't know. It might have been a bit more immersive. Um mm. obviously seeing it in a big old dark room on a big screen. Mm. Um I am very much of the opinion that if a film can't if a film is only good if you see it in a cinema it's not a good film it needs to be able to stand up to both um i think that's a bit of a weak source excuse from filmmakers that can't make good films but anyway um you know we've there's a certain there's a certain kind of extra little layer of atmosphere you get watching it at home in the dark on your own as well though so i don't know i think there's pros and cons to both yeah it's i i I mean i've got to say seeing it big was something but the sound was something as well Mm. um there is some interesting shit going on with the soundscape of this film that i like coming out of two channel stereo tv i'm i'm, I'm unsure it, it would have had the, des- the desired effect because um i mean you, you were you were disappointed in it weren't you yeah the the, the trailer made it look like it was going to be really kind of tense and atmospheric and and like creepy and it it just wasn't it it, it really disappointed me because I wanted to watch it despite the fact that it looked like it was going to be quite heavily stroby from the trailer because it looked like it was going to be really good and yeah it just it just felt like a real non-entity to me just kind of pointless that's really interesting um so and 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 Mark your your relationship with Ben Wheatley is very very up and down uh what what part of the trajectory did this uh did this fall into for you? I I overall um, quite liked it, to be honest. Um, I think it's I think it's very much uh, how I feel about Ben Wheatley in the sense that um, it's in bits it's really good and it's really interesting, um, but then there's other bits where it's I, I don't think he's ever made a completely good movie that is holistically good. He's made movies that I enjoy. But with this, I, I felt there was there was good bits and then there was just bits where I was watching it going, Oh, this is a bit this is a bit crap. Um, I have to say when I looked at his his IMDB after watching it, I was like, 
Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but but I would say overall I enjoyed it. I think I gave it a three and a half on, on Letterboxd. I'll get more into the bits that I like and bits that I didn't like as, as, we, as we go through it. I gave it a three and a half on Letterboxd. And I think that's because I, I enjoyed my time enough with it. But there was bits... Um, where it was, I, I think I expect it to be to go a little bit more full tilt. Yeah. And it never quite went full tilt for me. It's so low energy. And then when it goes, when it starts to go full tilt and it starts to be weird, I felt a little bit like it was, it was a movie that was trying to be weird rather than actually just being a bit weird. Mm. And it kind of lost me a little bit there. So. First act, very good. Middle act, good, but dragged a little bit. Third act, doesn't stick a landing. No. Um, and I think that, that often that can be a case with Wheatley. It, 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 weirdly, with, with Wheatley, I've only, I've outright not liked one of his movies where I, I, I actively disliked it. Um, and um, Which one? Another one, uh, Sightseers, I think shit. Okay. I think it's a bad movie. Um, and A Field in England, I, I, I very much like this isn't for me. I can see why other people like it, but I, I, it wasn't a for, for me one. But then since that, I, I've been okay with it, uh, with, with him. Uh, Rebecca was just yeah. meh. Um, very neutered. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know, within the earth, I, I thought it was fine it was fun it was very throwaway but nowhere near as tense odd or anything as 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 it as, it, as people seem to be it seems to, seems to have really, found it really thought provoking and it's not no but it does start off you are right it does start off fairly fairly strong and you're kind of like oh it's interesting what's going on okay this is all a bit weird blah 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 and it, it starts off quite engaging and then but the, but the minute he turns up where, where, where she comes out of the what is it in the red uh hazmat seal and it's it's her and it's like that i turned around to you and went well she's on it mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah i um that that whole aspect it just as soon as she came on screen and I think maybe it's just the way that Hayley Squires was told to act. But she was so, like, almost kind of like RP in her dialogue and just very clipped and yeah, barely... Yeah, really, was was odd, wasn't it? Yeah, just barely really saying anything. Pretty much immediately, it was like, right, okay... He's kind of like gone out of the frying pan into the fire here, but not so much. And yeah, I. The thing is, I liked it, and I will never watch it again. Not because like the body horror in it, which wasn't as bad as I've been led to believe, to be honest, um, were you know was extreme or anything, but just because, yeah, I've seen in the earth. And I've got no fucking reason to watch it again. But I enjoyed the experience of watching it to a point. I liked being in a dark room watching that film 
with a bunch of strangers you know like people were reacting to it and like afterwards people were and it, it to be honest it seemed like it was it was probably pretty close to a sellout with social distancing but right. yeah yeah no it was busy um but that's what one showing a day gives you i think yeah um but and i think it was all people who knew what they were letting themselves in for you know yeah. actually there was one walkout about halfway through but that that was it and the rest of the people i heard positive like comments after you know people people seem to be into it and i i think that is because the standout sequences do work and they help paper over some of the other stuff where it is it is that whole kind of thing of almost trying to convince you that it's weird instead of actually being weird mm. um that 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 you I, I, you said earlier on mark it, it's um but those standout sequences are odd there's just not really enough of it you know um i mean even bex you you actually said a few times you know during the some of it you know oh that is a really good looking shot mm, though mm. uh, for it and it is there are some really good looking shots the problem is i think within those it starts to feel a little bit a, a little bit music video yeah the story doesn't hang it together it's all well and good having some pretty shots in there but there has to be well i had one major issue with it didn't i like a real like a real major issue that is actually really quite probably quite minor go on but it bothered me didn't it the the whole oh it's gonna take days it's about 30 miles yeah. it's like, <laughs> i'm pretty sure you could walk 30 miles in a day yeah you yeah. could i suppose it depends on the terrain the terrain didn't look that no. drastic though that cut on his foot was nasty though wasn't it the cut on his foot was very nasty yeah but then also oh it's a two and a half day walk like i mean that's a long walk yeah <laughs> i just don't think there's it's like opening like a few minutes of it when they're going i was going well you could literally drive something down there yeah yeah <laughs> so you've just wasted like three hours Get yourself an all-terrain vehicle, yeah. a buggy or something, and you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the the bad virus that is rampant in the country has ruined buggies. Maybe. Maybe it is. Ride a fucking horse. Maybe all the horses are dead. Maybe the horses are dead. Maybe. That, plus. that would be sad, wouldn't it? No, not really. Because horses are smug. Because they're smug. Yeah. Dickheads. Okay. Anyway, carry on again. Yeah, I, it's... Um, nice. Um... I don't know, it just, it didn't quite feel fully formed to me. Um, but do you think there's a, do you think there's a, there's a theme of that with, with some of Wheatley's work? Mm. Like, it, it, it's almost like he seems to get bored of making them halfway through. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, because I mean, it, it, it's very much like the more kill list of field in England vibe than, yeah. than his other films, which I, you know, I respect and, I, I I like both of those films and I, I know opinions are different. Um, but it, I didn't really know what it was trying to say. Like, is it a kind of a parable of man's ill against the earth? No. Like, because 
what the fuck actually happened at the end? Did did the 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 forest talk to her instead of him? Is that what it was? I think so as well. Yeah, it it, it nothing happened really. It, the no, end, it just ends. It just ends. Yeah. yeah th- th- this but is it doesn't it. end on a. It doesn't end on like any kind of like fatalistic ending or no, anything no, like that. Just it off. just kind of they just kind of wander off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean oh, that, that that happened. She oh. says, "Let me lead you out the forest," and then that's it. And it's like, okay, so, but is she as the stone being trans like is the spirit of the stone being transferred into her or is it now that she's received the message of the stone but then why because he was the one who i think the stone like yeah i think i think the spirit of the stone is transferred into her but then the other point of that would be well she is the guide she is supposed to guide him out of there anyway yeah yeah (laughs) so all the spirit has done is just literally kind of like helped her do her job Basically, basically, it's a fancy, fancy kind of monster. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I just, uh, uh. but I know, the thing is, I came out of it and I was like, yeah, I think I really like that. But aside from some of the visuals and the main two, like, I, Joel Fry, I think he's great. I, think I he's really great. like that guy. In this or in general. In general, I thought he was quite. I thought he was quite good in this. He's got. He's got a likability. Like I wanted him and and Alma, um, Alora Torgia. I wanted them to be all right. Uh, See, I really didn't care. Ah, okay. No, fair. Yeah. So there's just no character development whatsoever. They're, They're not. They're not human beings. They're not padded enough for me to give a shit about them. They're just little cardboard cutouts moving through a forest and getting their foot cut. Oh, well. I didn't give a shit about them. And I, I don't mind him as an actor. You, you know, he's better in fucking Cruella than he is in this. Probably he's the best thing in Cruella. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. But at least he feels like a person with thoughts and feelings and the ability to, like, communicate. I, 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 I like... Sorry, sorry. He's, he's, he's just, like you say, he's, he's just wet and pathetic and... and... I... I, I, I... I liked, I thought Reed Shears was very good in the middle bit mm. and then just goes a bit too generic crazy towards the end. Mm. Um, and Haley Squires... Good Lord, that's him. Um, I thought was... I didn't even realise that was him. Sorry. Was, 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 was really not very good in this. No. I, 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 thought, I thought she was straight up bad. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you said that because I thought... Thought, am I missing something? She, she very much felt like um, she was reciting lines that she'd just read. Like she didn't, she like, like there's a there's a, a phrase that's doing the rounds at the moment of, I don't think she understood the assignment. She was <laughs> literally just reading, just saying lines that she'd been told, mm. and that that came across very palpably. And then, you know, she was fucking DJing for the forest. Yeah. It's it's one of those ones where it it kind of felt like she was just concentrating on the accent more than what she was actually saying. Yes. Um, That's that's, that's not her voice. 
No, that's the thing. And it's like she was in Happy New Year, Colin Bursted, and she was great in that. Yes, she was, wasn't she? You know, and it's just like like really relaxed, like kind of like natural performance. This performance is the absolute opposite of natural. And I, it, it feels like the wrong creative choice. You know, and it, yeah, I, eh. but no, I mean, I, I like, I, I liked Joel Fry. I mean, like, yes, he is a little bit wet, but. I, I just felt for him. A bit wet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's it. I just I felt bad for him and just seeing it get progressively worse for him. It was like fucking hell. But then towards the end, he's not whiny. He's he's kind of resigned and just like almost like it is what it is. You know, I mean, I'm, his resignation to it is pathetic. It's like, oh, <laughs> my ex has asked me to do something, so I better do it. I better drink this weird mushroom water. No, fucking grow a pair of balls. Don't drink the mushroom water. No. Oh, she's going to slit my throat. But, but oh, well. The, I, there is an element that he is in thrall to the forest by that point, though, because, you know, they've established that, like, that whole ringworm thing, and it's like the, the forest has essentially brought him there. Um, Isn't that just her bullshitting, though? No, because how should I have ringworm? Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean that 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 you know that that's the thing. Like there is some sort of power that's keeping him there. But I I, I like the idea that it's all it's affected his body chemistry in a way that he's kind of just dealing with it. He's not con- he's not constantly trying to escape. And when when they do try to escape, they do it in a very methodical way, and it doesn't work. And it's like instead of just going mad and screaming, it's just like okay, well we're here now. We're gonna have to try and solve this problem. Yeah, that, that's interesting. A scientific approach to it, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, whether it's scientific, whether it's like I say, it's like body chemistry being altered by the forest, whatever. You know, it. I I think that is an interesting way of going about it. And um, but at the same time, I mean, it's interesting. I was just looking um at like reviews of the film, and um, Alison Whitmore for Vulture, it basically says it, it kind of like comes apart as it goes on, and then it gives you a hallucinatory couple of sequences at the end because it doesn't know what the ending is. And it's like, yeah, you can't yeah. argue with that. That, that, yeah, that, that. That's pretty spot on. However, what I will say, though, is by that point, I was kind of like, do you know what? I'm better with these, with it going, right, we don't really know what to do now or we can't afford to do what we want to do. So let's just give you these fucking trippy, fucking yeah. cool smoke images and then end rather than having something where I go, well, that was a waste of fucking time. Yeah. That, 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 that's exactly where I'm at with it, dude. That's like, it's like, like I said, I will never watch this again because I just can't be that arsed. But in the moment, there was some interesting imagery and it trundled along because I liked the lead too. Done. Which I think in a way is a mild disappointment because if it's like, a shot-in lockdown horror film directed by Ben Wheatley. You kind of want it to be more than that, but it's a damn sight better than Rebecca. Yeah, it is. Um, and I, I wasn't. I, I think I went into it with lower expectations, maybe. Mm. Um, and so I, I came out of it going, "Do you know what?" I was fine with that. I expected it to be a little bit. I expected it's more full of itself. I don't think it was quite full of itself. 
I think it, but I do think it just, it felt a little bit scary. But I do think Wheatley is a scary filmmaker. Mm. And I think the reason why his version of Rebecca was just boring is because you can't go scattery with it because it just exists there. Mm. And it just, that's why it ends up being boring. And the, the last, the, the, the general kind of landscape physics at the end of it don't make sense because it, it even the filmmakers seem to get bored <laughs> yeah. of it. Mm. Everyone was just like, all right, this hasn't quite worked, has it? Like, like halfway through, I, I think I said when we reviewed Rebecca, it was like halfway through making it, they were like, right, the chemistry and the, the magic hasn't happened there. We've got, this is going to be really boring, isn't it? God, the madness, that was in the before times, wasn't it? Can you imagine making a fucking romantic movie like that with Army Hammer now? Yeah, yeah, well, let's, <laughs> let's not. Where is a bit like controlling and shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there'd be a different one that every day it's back Cronenberg in the 80s. <laughs> oh. um, do you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say it's shit. It was shit for me, but it, it isn't objectively shit. So I'm, I can't give it a definitely not shit either. So what you mean? So it's, it's going to be a touching cloth. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely not shit for me. It's definitely not shit for me. Right, fuck you. I, 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 I was fine with it. <laughs> That's fine. I just, I thought the, the, all of the characters in it were so wooden that it just, it lost me. Our, our audience, Paul, was definitely shit 75% and touching cloth 25%. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think that's fair. Hey, you like my voice, don't you? It's enticing and exotic and sexy well unfortunately i'm just a promo guy being paid to advertise a movie podcast and i can assure you that its hosts don't sound anywhere near as classy but don't let my superior vocal talents discourage you and go listen to his film her movie the podcast where every episode the hosts must each choose a film to watch and discuss that has a connection to the chosen theme of that week's show so stop aimlessly scrolling through whatever streaming service you're on and let his film, her movie, give you an idea on what to watch next. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show or a franchise. A beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. (laughs) Farscape Quantum Leap To giving up finding new content on Netflix And just having a comfort trawl through 
Star Trek The Next Generation or Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree. There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join Hannah and Mike from Chinstroker vs. Panzer as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Okay. What have you guys been watching? Ooh, um, first, Bex. Well, I've only watched. But you can cover. You can give your brief thoughts on the movies we watched last week. Like, um, you've given me enough eight thoughts, haven't you? But you didn't give us your thoughts on Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Ah, it's just big dumb fun, isn't it? I think that's literally what we said last yeah, week. Yeah, it? it's it's a it's a fucking Labrador running down the beach with its tongue hanging out the side of its face and its ears flopping everywhere. That is Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I just say one thing about this? I read a review of it where somebody was essentially saying uh, how disgraceful and a disservice it was um, to Selma Hayek and um, how how much they felt sorry for Selma Hayek um, all throughout the movie. Can I just point out, Selma Hayek didn't, doesn't have to do this movie. Selma Hayek is Selma Hayek. Mm. Selma Hayek is having a blast in this movie. If you feel sorry for her, she would laugh at you about that because she had a blast. She's married to a billionaire, (laughs) doesn't need the money, doesn't need the attention or anything like that. She is an Oscar-nominated, very talented, very successful actress who wanted to twat about with Ryan Reynolds for a a month. (laughs) I don't understand that. Like, she's in what sense has she done a disservice? I think it's because she's quite booby. But that's just some higher. Yeah, it is. I found it quite interesting that that, that that somebody could have that opinion and not actually know who they're fucking talking about. But that's it. That's the character. She's supposed to be quite brash and use her God-given assets for mm. what she needs them to be used for. Yeah. I thought she was brilliant. Uh, yeah, I did as well, actually. She's really good fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what else did you watch? Well, what, what, what's what? the other one? Uh, in the Heights book. No, there was another one. There was another one. Infinite. But you didn't watch it all, yeah? Infinite. I was really fucking enjoying that. I am genuinely sad that I fell asleep during that. <laughs> it had been a really, really long day and I was just tired. But I was, you know, when you're like struggling to keep your eyes open, like pulling them open with your fingers. That's where I was at with it. So I will watch Infinite again <laughs> and report back. Uh, so yeah um but the films i have watched on my own this week um i needed a bit of a hug from from the movies that i watched on my own this week so i watched howl's moving castle and spirited away nice yeah double building back to back it was a good time yeah very good yeah howl's moving castle remains my favorite ghibli movie is it i absolutely fucking love Howl's Moving Castle it is so 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 very good and it's 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 just like it's so well adapted as well because it's it's not Isabel's got the book and yeah. she we got her it um 
and that ain't it like they've they've changed it it's more like magical and mm. stuff and like I couldn't be asked with subtitles so I watched the dub, dubbed version and like Christian Bale as Howl is just weird once you know it's Christian Bale it's really strange <laughs> um but yeah I, I just think it's and it's Emily Mortimer isn't it yes um just just really well done like top tier kind of workmanship on every level because I think um Miyazaki oversees the dubbing doesn't he yeah he does with his ones so yeah I love it and Calcifer and like oh it's just so good um and then Spirited Away is is obviously it's the one that draw drew all the attention wasn't it yeah and you know what with really good reason to be fair it's Mm. it's such a rich movie it's got so much kind of going on so much story to it it is weird that it was the breakthrough one because it is like like a lot of Asian anime doesn't translate very well to like the western market because the stories they are a bit batshit a lot of the time aren't they yeah yeah and spirited Mm. away is no exception to that they're also quite centric is that a phrase i can use yeah i guess so yeah yeah and but then that's miyazaki's films are, are always based around girls being fucking awesome and yeah I, know, I mean it is it is it's there's an oddity i think that western markets are quite hard to market that too yeah yeah so it's, it, i think it's weird that that was the breakthrough rather than say one of the less layered frantic ones mm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, really good. Really fucking enjoyed both of them. And, nice. and I, I got what I needed from them, which was just to feel just really warm. Yeah. We've quite. We've not watched an awful lot this week, have we? We haven't. We've had a bit of a busy, a weird week, haven't we? Uh. But we. Well, I forgot to mention last week, but we did watch together, didn't we? We did. Uh. We, we watched Pulp Fiction, didn't we? Yes. Me gradually chipping away, trying to get you to watch all the all the Tarantinos with me again. Yes. And I really like to have it's just I don't need to watch them every year. You will watch Hateful Eight with me. I will point. watch Hateful Eight with you at some point, yes. Um, yeah, we watched Pulp Fiction. Um, Pulp Fiction is an odd it in the sense that every time I watch it, my favourite sequence <laughs> within it changes. Mm. Like, every time I watch it. Yeah. Um, like, this watch, my the, the, the scene I enjoyed the most was the uh, the conversation um, that Vince and Jules have um, when they first get to the diner. Mm. Mm. And that is the bit that, that I most enjoyed. I really enjoyed the um, oh, Samuel Jackson, is it Tim Roth conversation? Yeah, what's all the end? Yeah, mm. when he like sits him down and starts explaining that no, this, this isn't. Yeah. No, this is gonna work. Um, I thought that was quite good. Amanda Plummer's fucking mental, in it, isn't she? Amanda Plummer's mental. Uh, I think you could have just left it at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's the, it, it's it's just it is every time you watch it, you are reminded of how staggeringly composed it is mm. and how ridiculous it is. Um, there's so much more to it than I ever remember. Yeah. And and the the, the 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 ridiculousness of the fact that this movie cost eight million dollars is insane. Mm. 
<laughs> when you look back on it. Yeah. Uh, I read an interesting, you know, occasionally you get these um, wild kind of fan theories that crop up. I read an interesting, weird fan theory that um, that um, Steve Buscemi as Buddy Holly in this, as the waiter, yeah. is... Um, is Mr. Brown playing some paying some kind of penance for the whole speech at the start of Reservoir Dogs about not? <laughs> oh, really that's shifting. funny. And I start, and it's like that. That's why he looks so angry. And I just thought that that's it, it's quite. Yeah. It, it, it's quite cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's an effortlessly cool, cool movie. Um, got two more. Uh, we'll do this one first. We watched Scarface, didn't we? Uh, mild simulation um, thing Ooh. for me this week with this. Oh, so I've been wanting to rewatch Scarface for a while. A because I really like Scarface. Yeah. And B because uh, it's on 4K. Um, and so I decided that we're gonna watch Scarface on Saturday night, I believe it was, wasn't it? Mhm. Um, and proceeded to you were making dinner, weren't you? And I was getting it set up. Um. And I looked on my phone for it just to make sure I'd not imagined that it was in 4K. And it said it was in standard HD. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure it was in 4K. So I did a quick search for it, uh, for Scarface, and it came up and said, Scarface, 4K. But it was 4.99. Now, usually if you own the movie, mm. it doesn't. It doesn't show you how much it is or anything like that. It just shows the weird cloud thing with the arrow. Um, and so I was like, oh, what the fuck? So it's just given me a... It, it, it Eventually, it's downgraded my from, from 4K down to the, the standard HD version. It wants me to buy the 4K version. Yeah. That's a little bit of a jip. I did mm. And then I went back into it. <coughs> oh, Bless you. Uh, I went you. back into it and the 4K was back. Yeah, it was. What? Apple TV went, shit, he's fucking noticed. He's noticed. Change it. Yeah. Change it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we watched um, Scarface. I, I really like Scarface. Part of it is, I think, is a um, from enjoying this uh, younger, and I still kind of get that kick out of it. Um, I, I can see why people have issue with it. But I think the fact that every rapper on Cribs had it um, for some reason, has kind of given it a bit of more negative mm. sway than it deserves. It's De Palma being very excessive, but that's kind of the point. Mm. The whole point is the excess is supposed to mirror the ridiculousness of the character, mm. and you're you're being shown essentially the film that Tony thinks he's in. Yeah. Um, not the real version of what's going on. Everything is shown from Tony's point of view. Mm. Yeah. Almost. And then you get, and then as it goes on, it gets crazier and crazier because you're getting the cocaine fueled nightmare of the American dream. Mm. And that's that's the whole point. It is overtly long mm. for a reason because it's supposed to feel what is it, but it. it, it it is one I think that does justify how long it is, and you have very much defined a, a cut point of where this is the first part, this is the second part. Mm. The first part is him building up to it, 
and then the second then you have him killing uh Robert Lozier and then you have him going to pick up uh Michelle Pfeiffer and walking out and seeing the blimp saying the world is yours mm. and the, the fact that he takes that on and decides to use that as a mantra and it is literally an advert yeah yeah but it's that's the point he, he, he lives the American dream. He, 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 everything is surface. Yeah, I, I've Jim. kind of held back off watching this. I know you've been wanting to rewatch it for a while because I was genuinely concerned that it would ruin it for me, rewatching it. And it, it has a little bit. Is it? It's lost its charm for me this time. Oh, that's interesting. He's a tacky, tacky little man. supposed to tacky. I know, but I don't need to watch that for 14 days. But it's supposed to be tacky. I know, I know. But I, you know, when, when you say, OK, I really like that film, but I just never need to watch it again. I've watched it enough times. That, that's where I'm at with Scarface. Was, so I, I, I would rather have not watched it this time. and Still had that memory back yeah, of it. Yeah. That, I used to fucking love it. Yeah. And he just he infuriates me so much now when I watch it. Probably as a grown up watching it and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? You're being a fucking dickhead. Oh, yeah. yeah he's being a dickhead. Yeah. But like as a kid, you're like, oh yeah, he's just really fucking badass, and he's gonna shoot everybody and got all the drugs, and like, and you watch it as a grown up, and you're like, you're making some bad choices, Tony. <laughs> and it is, it is a bit like that. It is. I, I, I can see the issue there. I think if with Scarface, I think if you've not watched it when you were like 11, <laughs> um, which obviously I didn't, then, um, then I, I think it will, it can lose an element of of, of charm to mm. it. Um, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it's bad. It's not. It's just, it's not, it's not an up there film for me anymore. It still is, isn't it? I still, <laughs> I, I still adore it. I, I, it's fantastic. you're still that 11-year-old. Then you yeah, that? it is. I'm fine with that. Uh, interestingly, um, Scarface, do you know, is one of the most popular home movie releases of all time Ooh. on every format. It's, it's, Scarface did like decent business in terms of for, it was, it was quite malign when it came out and, and, and actually became a proper cult hit. But it cost around $30 million to make um, and doubled that um, in terms of budget. But has made quite literally hundreds of millions over the years on uh, on home releases. So I think it was, at one point, it was the best-selling uh, Laserdisc. Yeah. Um, it was at one point a best-selling the best-selling DVD on the market. Mm. Uh, it's been one of the best-selling Blu-rays on the market. It, it, know, it, I can it's, absolutely it's, see why. It, it's crazy how a movie like that that is three hours long, um, that is a hard 18, mm. you know, can literally, they can go, fuck it, almost Star Wars with it and release three different fucking versions <laughs> of the same format of it, knowing it's going to sell really fucking well. Mm. Partially because idiots like me keep buying it. Mm. You know, I have owned this on VHS, I think, twice. I owned it on Laserdisc. I owned it on DVD twice because I bought the first version of it and I bought the special edition. I owned the game for the PS2. Um, I I own it on Blu-ray twice, I believe, and now I own it on 4K. And I will probably buy this on 4K physical copy when we get a 4K physical copy player and do the Ian thing of going, oh, is it? Is it looking different, Becky? So you going? I've said, Mark, I don't need to watch this again. I don't know why you're FaceTiming me while I'm out. <laughs> Mark, I literally don't 
care about the aspect ratio. Fuck off. It's not aspect ratio. It's oh, whatever. Grade. Whatever. The grain. Bullshit. <laughs> go on about. It's the grain. Tell you one thing I, I haven't appreciated in, in previous watches of this. What? How much of a fucking sleaze Manny is at oh, the yeah. car. Oh, yeah. Pretty much all the way through it. That bit where he tries to fucking motorboat that woman that's talking to him in the car. <laughs> he just, like, slaps him and walks away. Yep. Uh, Unless she doesn't just walks away, it's the, it's the woman that he does the, the, the tongue, tongue out thing that slaps him. And yeah. Like, oh, what a fucking sees. But he then, but he grows as a character. Yeah, he grows he, as a he person. He has, like, an opposite trajectory to Tony. Tony yeah. becomes a cunt. And Manny becomes all right. Yeah. Gets married, settles down, gets shot. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, that bit, we were going to surprise you. Still don't think he'd have been happy about it. <laughs> no. no. Um, and then what else did we watch, Becky? What? 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 <laughs> we watched High School. A, a movie that randomly has had a genuine influence on our day-to-day for no fucking reason. What? What? <laughs> so, Eve, have you ever seen High School? I don't think you will have. Don't or heard of I have. High School. You have? Don't believe I have. Right. So... High School is a 2010 movie um, that stars um, Sean Marquette, um, Matt Bush, Colin Hanks, and a, a bunch of other people, and Adrian Brody as a uh, a drug dealer. What? Um, called, uh, is it Psycho Ed he's called? Psycho Ed, yeah. Yeah, who was like a child genius that accidentally took too many mushrooms and then ended up becoming a drug dealer who makes the most potent drug known to man um, called Keith. Keith. <laughs> Keith, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Michael Chiklis plays a, um, a a high school principal who despises drugs, so make, basically says that everyone has to have a drug test. The valedictorian has smoked weed for the first time ever and he's essentially going to get expelled rather than getting valedictorian because of this drugs test so his his stoner mate decides that the only way they can stop this from happening is if they get the entire school baked on the um bake sale brownies. brownies yeah so they get the school completely fucking big. They break into Psycho Ed. Yeah. No, they don't break in. So they, they, they sneak in. One of them, the, the stoner one pretends he's buying weed while the other one kind of breaks in. They yeah. steal his Keith, his big jar of Keith. Yeah. Accidentally put too much in the brownie mix. Yeah. Get everyone baked. But... Hilarity ensues. But there's... Hilarity ensues, yeah. But there's a... For some reason, Psycho Ed has a pet frog. What? <laughs> that ribbits. But it sounds like he's saying what? But because Psycho Ed is a little bit disturbed, whenever the frog ribbits, it sounds like he's saying what? So then Brody will turn around and go, what? what? And so there's constant moments throughout the movie where people go, what? And everybody just looks at you and goes, what? What? <laughs> throughout the entire thing. And then there's the, you want my frog cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I sent to Isabel over there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. Adrian Brody is fucking great in this as Psycho Ed. Yeah. It's probably one of the strongest performances of his I've ever seen. And it's in this weird little movie. But he's he's really good in it. He's doing some serious facial acting. Yeah, he's doing some this. serious facial acting. Yeah. 
Um, McKeith Williamson is in there as a guy called Paranoia, who is just <laughs> paranoid. Yeah. Um, and, and then who is it? Isn't it the other Wilson brother? Andrew Wilson <laughs> plays the other one of uh, Psycho Ed's mates. Uh, want to get yeah. thrown through a window. <laughs> You've not mentioned Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks is in it, yeah. Uh, we were watching it. I said to Mark, I saw this really good thing on Twitter of, of um, about how the Hanks boys are um, evidence of nominative determinism. If you call <laughs> a child Colin, you will get a Colin. If you call a child a Chet, you will get a Chet. Nice. And I think that's I think, yeah, I think, bang on. I think it's pretty much spot on, right? Yeah, that's yeah. funny. It, it's insane that Chet Hanks and Colin Hanks are out of the same gene pool. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's really random to me that Chet Hanks is is Tom Hanks' son. <laughs> like, that just doesn't seem right. He no, is in the hospital. No, he is the he's the human equivalent of the word bro. He is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fucking weird. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, high school, school it's it it would be a strong recommend. <laughs> it but it's a it's a it's a Saturday or a Friday night after you've had a good few beers watch. Or a Monday night after you've had a good few Jack Daniels. Yeah, high school is, <laughs> is, is, is a lot of... I would say it's a lot of fun, but it's 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 a bit mad. Yeah, it, it contains Lisa Simpson talking about her glass, her glass dildo. Oh, my word. Oh, yeah, it's got her in it, hasn't it? Yeah. And pretending it's Brian Adams. Yeah. And he's been taught to turn to glass by the river witch, and the only way that she can fix him is by her moist walls. Her moist walls, yeah. Blimey, Charlie. I mean, she's high at the time. Yeah. It's just, it's just Brody just going what at things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have you been watching, bud? Well, wait. How do I, how do I follow that? Um. Okay, so I've got a few things. Um. Finished my mainline Fast and Furious catch up with uh, Fast and Furious 8. Um, I like it. I don't like it as much as several of the others, if I'm honest. Um, I think just the soap opera shit with Dom is at its lowest point here. Like everything with Dom is very, 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 very dramatic. And it, I think there's a bit of a tonal clash where, you know, the, the like the the Dom's baby plot basically con- concludes with a comedy action sequence with Jason Statham, but all throughout it before it's all this really like serious conversations between uh, between Vin Diesel and Charlize Theron, which, which, which go on for for fucking ever. Um, and it just, yeah, not feeling that. But the action is good. Um, the relationships between all the other ca- the, the cast members, like, all work really well. It's very, very funny when you know that The Rock and Vin Diesel basically refuse to shoot with each other. Just how separate they are for the entire fucking <laughs> film. Uh, I mean, that that is amazing. Um is this the one where the rock at one point picks up uh, Scott Eastwood? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like literally picks him up with both hands and shoves him into a wall. And yeah, I mean that that was interesting because it was like they're they're really building up Scott Eastwood to be a character going forward. Part and of he's the crew, not in yeah. the new one. No. 
you know, he's just gone. Um, Russell is. Yeah, Kurt Russell's in the new one, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. That was odd. Um, and it was almost like, are they trying for? him to maybe be a substitute brian in the future and it's just like look we don't need any more fucking anonymous white guys off your pop (laughs) yeah so um i'm very very much looking forward to fast nine i like fast and furious eight just not as much as as six or seven but it's still it's still fun uh watched uh dread uh for the first time in a long while uh very much enjoy dread it gets in and out in about 95 minutes. It's got some fucking fantastic visuals in it. All the slow-mo shit rules. Um, and I really, really like Carl Urban. Um, the way he's able to, like, he, the way his kind of character's opinion of, like, the newbies training up, like, changes. And how he's able to, like, emote all that with just his chin and his voice is pretty well done um i yeah i like dread i i wish they did more of them but it just didn't perform you know it it feels like maybe if they toned down the violence just a little bit and gave it a 15 it would have done better but it probably wouldn't have really hit the tone they wanted it to either you know that it's like the material almost kind of demands it uh it's a scuzzy little film and i really like it um and my only other one other than luca for this week is uh this is on movie uh i i watched a movie movie <laughs> and uh this is a uh, shiver baby oh is that a movie <laughs> yeah oh mm. so uh yeah this is uh, uh interesting um so i believe directorial debut of emma zeligman who also uh uh wrote it um and she did yeah uh based on I, I, i'm assuming based on yeah it, it's based on a short of hers that she did a couple years back um so this concerns well film starts and uh danielle played by uh rachel zenot is uh shagging uh max played by danny de ferrari good name um and she he basically he kind of gives us some money and says like you know i i want you to get through law school you know and like and it's a little bit is this transactional is it something more i don't really know um, yeah 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 um it's it's odd um but maybe i'm just closeted like closeted to this world i don't know not closeted what's the like closed off i suppose um and then she's going to a funeral uh with her parents uh her dad played by fred melamed always good to see him um and wouldn't you know it also at the funeral is the sugar daddy uh it's soon revealed that he's got a wife and a kid and it goes on from there um it's interesting it kind of does cringe comedy, but with a style that just makes it more tense, like straight up tense. But when there are laughs, there are real pressure valve reliever. Um, yeah, I got quite anxious watching this. 
Um, it's like the main character. <laughs> she's just this young woman who is doing stupid shit, which probably isn't very healthy for her emotionally. And you want her to back away from it. But you kind of also understand the situation she's in. Very, very relatable. Like, very, very, very good performance there. Um, and, it, yeah, I mean, it it seems to be done from a position of authenticity, you know. Um, like, the whole kind of, like, the, the, the way a Jewish family kind of reacts uh, to each other and, like... But also more universal ideas of parental disappointment. Um, it all boils together really nicely. And then the last five minutes is just this fucking absurd, like I say, like pressure valve reliever of a sequence, primarily involving Fred Melamed, which is fucking amazing. And it does this all in like that with credits, 77 minutes. Like, doesn't want to take up too much of your time wants to tell its story, give you a bit of anxiety, give you some laughs and get the fuck out of the dodge. I liked it. I I, 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 I will be watching that this week. Nice. I've been, I've been kind of looking forward to, to giving it a go. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a good watch. Um, I know some people are like really, 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 really all over it. I'm, I'm not quite there, but I, I had a good hour and a quarter or so. So, yeah. Thanks. Um, and that is it for uh, this week for me. Uh, so let's move on to our second and last main review of the week, which is for Luca, which is directed by Enrico Casarosa and stars the vocal talents of Jacob Tremblay, Jack Dylan Grazer, uh, Emma Berman, Maya Rudolph. Uh, Jim Gaffigan and others. So this is the story of two boys who are sea monsters, but when they go on to dry land, they turn into humans. Um, one of them is uh, basically running away from home because he's being uh, sent to live with his crazy aunt or something like that. Um, and, and so they go to the surface. It's an Italian seaside town. And uh, they just want to win money to buy a Vespa and live their best lives. Uh, they team up with a girl from the village to do battle against a local bully while um, his pe- uh, one of the boy's parents is out looking for him. Uh, they also turn into humans and are just going around trying to pour water on kids, <laughs> uh, which is great, to be fair. So. Um, I think it's fair to say that uh, we've been fairly ambivalent about Luca on the show in uh, lead up to release. Um, but I will posit a question for Mark. Mark, if yeah. this came out in cinemas, do you think it would have done well from a box office perspective? Um, would it have done well? Released at the release if they released it this week. Like that released to the time the same release as what is it? No, it wouldn't have. Um, had they released it the end of May for the May kids' holidays, I think it'd have done all right. Um, but I don't think it would have done um, what is perceived as being Pixar numbers now. Um, so for for a Pixar movie to be a success, it's almost like it's got to make six, seven hundred million plus. Mm. It's got to be touching that that billion mark. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think it would. I don't think 
I don't think for a non already existing Disney, um, Pixar franchise that's there already, I don't think that they're ever going to have one that's going to make a billion anymore. Yeah. Mm. It, it, the, the, the world has changed. Unless they make another Toy Story, they're fucked with. No, <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I just, I think maybe Pixar has just, is having a bit of a moment at the moment. Mm. Um, so I don't not do I think it'd been a success? Yes. Do I think it would have been a Pixar success? Probably not. No. Um, I think it is going to be one of those films where I think the problem I have with Pixar and Soul is a a prime example of of this is. I don't think, and people might say I'm wrong, I don't think Soul is going to capture the imagination of younger kids in the same way as um, A Bug's Life would or Monsters Universe, Monsters Inc. or anything like that, Mm. right? Um, It's just not. Soul is made for the parents that are taking the kids to try and entertain them to try and... to, to, to give them a Pixar movie that they can take the kids to. Whereas Luca feels more like it's actually trying to appeal to the kids. In the audience. In yeah. the audience. Which I think is a bit of a... It, it's, it's not trying to deal with existentialism or a fear of death or any of these things. It's dealing with... Kid stuff. Kid stuff. Mm. I mean, not wanting to go live with your crazy uncle in the deep is fairly relatable. It is fairly relatable, yeah. Oh, uncle, yeah, yeah. But also as well, um, it, it, it's dealing with the... Um, the, way, the way his eyes keep moving, just like sliding off to the side independently when he's talking to Lucas. That, that really got me. Um, I enjoyed that. But then you've got the... the, the I think you're dealing, still dealing with less, less broad strokes and fucking you know out there thinking it's dealing more with just you know what maybe things like this should be dealing with the feelings of feeling like you're not quite like you're out of sorts like you don't quite fit like you don't quite belong and yeah. finding a way to to, to to belong yeah and find a way to, to to be yourself and to things that kids actually feel yeah um so yeah I, i'll be honest i was really quite taken with luca Bex, uh, are you going to join the train of surprisingly non-minge-faced joy assassins? Surprisingly non-minge-faced joy assassins? Yeah. No. You don't like it? No, I'm not joining the train of joy assassins. No, of non-minge-faced joy assassins. Oh, yes. God, sorry, that was like the fucking puzzling labyrinth. Um, that was kind of the point. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day, Ian. Um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I honestly it was stunned by it. I really didn't expect to enjoy this, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, I thought the the characterization of the the three main characters was like even as a grown up, really really relatable they were really likable kids um i thought julia's dad was fantastic um 
although he was basically just a one-armed version of the dad in Cloud with a Chance of Meatballs with mm-hmm. those eyebrows. Totally fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, we watched it with Isabel, didn't we, on, on Sunday morning? Did we? Yeah. Isabel Harris watched it? Yeah. What show? She Fucking hell, Mark. Oh, she was, yeah. Yeah. It was Father's Day, remember? You are shit. Um, anyway, we watched it with Isabel, and she, her, her, one of her early comments was when I put, was like, "Oh God, that's who it is." It's Maya Rudolph. Was ugh, she just in everything now? So I'm guessing Isabel's come across quite a lot of Maya Rudolph. I think she'd watched. I think she'd watched. Um, what's it? Burst the machines. Um, uh, no. Mitchell's. Mitchell's burst the machines. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. But she. Yeah. I mean, even. A poor faced nearly seventeen year old really enjoyed it and cried. Yeah, because you, you said you you said apparently it's not got the emotional weight of what is it? <laughs> yeah, she was very much like, no, this does have the emotional weight of it. I haven't seen it when I said that, had I? <laughs> you said it wasn't heartfelt. <laughs> All right, whatever. Um, no, I thought I thought it was really good. I do I do really wish that they would just get just a little bit better at drawing characters because it, it does bother me i don't think they they, they look very, very good you can't no, I, I know you don't i don't want them to look fucking photorealistic I, 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 my what is it is we need to get rid of this um neon pastels mm. that the monsters were it, it seems it, 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 it kind of almost does there but it, it is it has become a thing think about it the fucking soul verse Mm. in soul was all that color mm. it seems very much like they've leaned into that color and gone everything has to look like sully's fur yeah yeah but i quite like the fact mm. that the sea monsters like they didn't they didn't try and make them like one of our big complaints about uh Rhea and the last dragon mm. was that they tried to make them very kind of like pretty like you you can basically look at them and go they think they're making soft toys out of those. Yeah. And they haven't done that really with the sea monsters here. They've not made tried I, to make I, them. Yeah, I don't even think they have made any toys out of this. It's no. almost like they had snuck this movie out for some reason. I don't get it though. It's really good. It's really, it's really good. It's really sweet. It's a nice simple story. It's not like stupidly convoluted. No, they don't run a journey. It's the first fucking what is it? Pixar movie. In a long time where, where there isn't a big long journey. No, it's just a little journey. They're going on. They literally just get out of the fucking sea and they're in a town. There you go. Yeah, I I agree with pretty much all of that, to be fair, guys. Um, I was really, really quite taken with it. It's not really meaning to be about anything other than the relationship between these lads and the kid and the girl. Yeah. That that's it. It's very, very slight. It's very, very sweet. And it's the best thing that Pixar have done in a while. Yeah, you know, it's probably the best thing since Inside Out. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like Toy Story 4, um, but it that, as the years go by, that feels less necessary all the time, you know. Um, but it's just like, with Onward, I mean, I know you like Onward, Becky, and I will rewatch it at some point, but, you know, that's about, you know, 
like letting go of things that can't be undone and you know living your life and not mourning the past and soul is like this existential thing about what it is to have a soul and uh, uh, give me give me luca as as i tweeted very drunkenly late on friday night soul can suck my fucking dick luca is where it's at you know they're doing, some, they're doing i mean soul aside because it's fucking shite um coco is you, you really liked coco didn't you i really Coco's liked good. um onward you know and they're like more recent ones aren't they i mean yeah they've the soul in the mix there and you've got to kind of ignore that but this is my favorite pixar movie since a bug's life yeah yeah wow wow yeah this is my favorite pixar movie since a bug's life it's just a very chill watch isn't it it, 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 it's really charming it's quite delightful it's not there's no the, 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 the mean character in it is a cartoon character, and I like that. I mean, they're all cartoon characters. No, but, but is it actual... His personality, it, it, his yeah. personality is a cartoon character. Mm. It, it, it manages to be almost like Zinny, but it, it's... There's no... There's not that much stereotyping with it. No. Um, <gasps> that bit where he betrays his friend. We all three oh, audibly gasped, didn't oh, we? Oh, yeah. <gasps> Mm-hmm. Same. So did I. Yeah. Uh, but then you know things like the um, like the, the relationship the dad develops with um, what's his name? Alberto is it? Alberto. Yeah. Um, I like the dad. The dad. You thinking it's going to take him time to warm to them? But it doesn't. He warms to them pretty much on that first fishing trip. Oh, where, and he like takes him in yeah, when they go to school. Yeah. Where, like he says to him when, when they're looking at his arm and he's like. And he, he makes a reference to like some fish, like what is it, bit off or something like that. And he's like, I don't know, I was born like this. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, all right, he's all right, he is, yeah. you know. And then straight away he just makes some food. Doesn't say like no or anything like that. And he's just a good dude. You, the strong one, coming out with the net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, he, it, 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 it zips along at a really nice pace. Mm. Um, it looks. It looks. I mean, there's a bit in the water where the water's lapping up just before um, he, betray, he betrays his friend. Oh, there. it's lapping up on the beach. And it, oh, it, it's it, beautiful. You look at it going, oh holy shit, that that's animated. Wow, that just looks like water and sand. sand. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah, but to be fair, they've always been good at like the scenery stuff. They have. I I I I, I do feel a little bit like. I don't think this should have been dumped. Like, like, like it's been dumped because because um, wealthy wealthy people who think they're intellectuals couldn't see its worth. Mm. I you know it 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 are. Oh, It'll play well in Florida, but it won't play well in New York. You you I, sit a bunch of kids down and make them like, fucking clockwork orange, make them watch Soul, and then show them this. There is there is no doubt in my mind that 100% of those children would enjoy this more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, lots, like, tuned out of Soul after about 15 minutes. I she watched, watched Soul after 15 minutes. 
but she watched the entirety of Luca very, very happily. Like she well into it. Because it's charming and it's yeah. fun. Yeah. And yeah. it's and that's not just for for, for a seven year old. That, that that it's charming and it's fun for a thirty eight year old. The big challenge to overcome in this movie is an Italian triathlon. Yeah. That includes eating pasta. Like there's yeah. no it's it's kind of like total levels of harmless. Yes. It is. You it, know, the the the, the baddie isn't really that bad. He's no. just a bit of a dick. Yeah, he's, he is. He's just a bit of a dick. There's, there, there isn't worldwide peril. They're not good. You know, he, he, that's that's the thing. At no point do you think shit they're gonna they're gonna actually harpoon them. <laughs> no, no, it's and, not got that vibe to it. And the thing is, it's cinematic. Mm. This should have been really the bike ride where, where you know Alberto's there and basically saying to him while he's while you've got um what's it still underneath the uh yeah. the shield and he's going no stay there they basically without saying to him they don't know that you're a, mm. a monster it's just me it's just me and he's like stay there oh that bit where he's running up with the umbrella as well my, my poor yeah heart. and it, it, he's still there for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, even though what's happened happened. Uh, um, but even that, like, it's not a big fucking like hour long period where they're 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 not friends anymore. There's no Randy if, Newman. If, oh god, yeah. He follows him to back to that that bit of the island, apologizes to him, goes back, and he follows him fairly shortly afterwards. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like a whole thing. Yeah. And then you have the parents throwing water balloons at all the kids. That is funny. Trying to find out which one's theirs. Yeah. She's playing football and just like shoving them with a big fat ass into yeah. the waterfall. It is. It, it, it's, it's honestly probably one of my biggest surprises. I'll be surprised if this is my biggest surprise of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Yeah, could be top five for me, actually. Yeah, um, it's an absolutely delightful movie mm. um, that... I am I am I'm baffled as to why it, it was so unceremoniously dumped. Purposefully, it felt like it's it's weird because it it it's obviously a loss leader to try and get people to subscribe to Disney Plus. But it's like you bring this out in the cinema, it will be reviewed well enough. Like surely, surely this would make more money having a cinema release and then 45 days later going on to Disney Plus. Like, you just, hold it back till the summer holidays and bang it out in cinemas. Straight up. People take their children. Straight up. I do, it's it, a baffling decision that was. You know, and I mean, I understand that they're thinking like people probably aren't going to pay £20 to see it at home, but they probably would for Black Widow and Cruella. I get that. But stick it out in the cinemas. You know, it, it, it's worthy enough. Um, oh, easily just coming in to say goodnight. All right, no, no, Bubba, can I have a hug? Yeah. All right. Oh, lots. What did you think of Luca? Good. Yeah. You watched the whole thing, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. You don't watch a lot of whole, uh, films from start to finish, do you? No. I usually watch from start to uh, uh, middle, mm. at least. Usually at least middle. At least, but usually I don't watch them at all. And some of them, I get into them and think it's boring. Start yeah, but you didn't find Luca boring, did you? No. No, okay, cool. Because it was adventure start to finish, wasn't it? 
It was an adventure from start to finish. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself, babe. Oh. Yeah, it was like it was an adventure from start to finish. How they cried out that that um machine in mm. and went flying into the sky and got wet. Yeah. And from when he, and the boy jumped into the water and revealed he was a sea monster. Yeah. And then, and then the other boy pretended that guy wasn't a sea. He wasn't a sea monster and said, "Sea monster, sea monster." Yeah, we were just talking about that bit. It was shocking, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 How he didn't say I'm the sea monster. Oh, I know. Right, you better go to bed. All right. All right. I love you. Good review. No, no, Bubba. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Probably the first film she actually watched from start. Well, actually, Mitchell's versus the Machine. She did before that. It would have been Wolf Walkers. Like, there's not many that she sits through, but Luca was one of them. So that's what the thing. I have just checked. Actually, is um, this is actually released the uh, in the US the first week of the um, summer holidays for in the US. In cinemas. Yeah. Um. On what is that? Well, hang on. Really? To get kids to cinemas. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the spring break in in uh, the summer break in the US is massive, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculously long. So this isn't out in the US yet. No, it, it, it's released it, that this week is the first week of the kids' summer holidays in the US. Oh right, I see. Yeah, but it, but it's not come out in cinemas over there. No, it's not about cinemas. It's just they've released it to coincide. Oh, so that that's it, why. That, yeah. Oh, oh. oh yeah, Wiz, you should put it in the cinemas. Yeah, it's really odd. It just feels like putting leaving money on the table. Mm-hmm. Like it just. I mean, I don't know who's gonna. I just don't see many people subscribing to Disney Plus for there was, Luca. There was, there was just, people who yeah. were literally saying. I saw people going. Oh wait, Luca's on this weekend. Gone live this weekend, and, and people within like who who would normally know these things. Yeah. It was not not publicised or anything like that. Oh no, it wasn't. No. You know the thing is, it's easy to get someone. To, say, say Ian wanted to take Lottie. That's yeah. he's there on unlimited. She's a kids' ticket. Easy. Yeah. It's easy to get somebody to do that. Even a family of four go to like view, for instance. And it's 20 quid. It's easy to get someone to do that than to commit to like, what, 7.99 a month, is it now? Yeah. yeah. Well, so if they're using it to try and drive subscriptions, they should have published that more. Because this is the thing, it kind of just feels like, like the people who. Yeah, there are so many people who are already subscribed to Disney Plus that it's like, I could see people being like, oh shit, the Mandalorian's back on, I will resubscribe to Disney Plus. Mm. I, just, I, I just don't quite see people going shit i need to watch that pixar film that there's no marketing about whatsoever <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah i mean it's odd and i you know apparently the people within pixar are pissed off that this is the second one of theirs in a row that's gone like not just premiere access but just on disney plus and with soul made sense it was christmas day it was kind of like a treat for people when timed well because it was a really fucking tough christmas um luca i don't it, it's odd I, I do wonder whether if disney knew 
that this weekend, you know, all the cinemas in like the UK would be open. Quite a lot of them in Europe would be open. A shitload of them would be open in the US, whether they still would have made that decision. And I, I, you know, I wonder whether they would have decided to, for Black Widow to go the way it did as it, it's going to go, go as well with the premier access thing as well as um, in cinemas. But yeah, I don't know. It just feels like they've left money on the table here. They could have easily, you know, I'm not saying they would have done 600, 700 million dollars, but they could have done like even if it was 300 million worldwide. That's going to be surely that is going to be more money than and would make it seem more like an event when it does go on Disney Plus mm. than just shitting it out on Disney Plus. That's the thing. It's this de-eventizing of films. Yeah that does worry me going into the future because we've watched Luca because, you know, we, we are like, like hardcore film fans who do a fucking film podcast. But does that mean that your average person who otherwise would have seen all the, like the cinema trailers for the last six months for Luca and would have gone, will even notice that it's on Disney plus. I, I just don't know. I mean, like, the only Disney Plus ads that I've seen lately have been for Loki. You know, there's Loki ads during the football. There's nothing for Luca. No, it's not been publicised at all. And it's a shame because it's one it's one of their better ones in recent years. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, I think our audience poll on it was. I'm guessing we're all definitely not shit with yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is quite nice. Luca, definitely not shit. 92% and one touching cloth at 8%. Good stuff. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Happy with that? Really cool. Okay. Let's let's go. Let's have some questions before we wrap this uh, puppy up. What have we got, Mark? Uh, First question. Uh, Rick Kidd at Rick Jacket. What are your favourite and least favourite Ben Wheatley films? Least favourite by a fucking mile is Rebecca. Uh, favourite is uh, probably High Rise. Least favourite, all of the rest. <laughs> okay. Um, of the ones I've seen, I can't, I can't claim to have seen all these movies. Favourite? I hated that fucking Colin Bursted thing, though. Yeah, you didn't like that, did you? No. Um, my favourite is probably Free Fire. Yeah. I enjoyed the just. I, I I just I enjoyed the ridiculousness bit to be honest. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, we watched it. Oh. Um, clearly made an impression. Uh, and worst is sightseers. It's a terrible. Shit. Yeah, it's an awful film. Um, uh, I like me some kill list. I like Down Terrace. I mean, it's low budget as fuck. But Down Terrace is very good. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good film that. Um, I like sightseers, but let's not get into that now. Um, I, 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 it's not like I'm going to try and convince you otherwise. Uh, I like I like Field in England quite a bit. Um, I really like ha- uh, Happy New Year, Colin Burstead. I thought Free Fire was or, was all right, you know. Um, yeah, for me, by a fucking mile, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It should have been so much better. The source material they're working with. Um. Our next question, uh, Mark, is easy. With Black Widow getting good early review, will this reverse a slowing interest in Marvel as a whole? And does Star Wars next outing need to be a positive one to stop that franchise slide? I don't think Star Wars is sliding at all. If you 
include the TV output, quite frankly. Everybody fucking loves Mandalorian Season 2. But cinematically, the last two have kind of been a little bit... Or three, you could say. Have been a little bit not... What would they be? Um, What's well, the Last Jedi solo in Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. I mean, I think Last Jedi is a fascinating film. I cursed the day I was so shitty about it when we reviewed it. Um, I, I, I liked all of them, to, mm. to be honest. Um, you can just like them, though. You're, you wouldn't paint yourself as a Star Wars fan. And I think there's a certain, just to, 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 to reuse Ian's previous little vocal nugget, there's minge faceness within the Star Wars Oh, it is, it is, it is, it is a, it is a mingy fucking uh, first hashtag community. Not my, hashtag not my Star Wars. I mean, yeah. Like, they're good. I really, really fucking loved Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, you, you realised, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I saw that a couple of times in the cinema, didn't yeah. I? Um, Solo, I wasn't as taken with, but it's fine. Quite a solo. It was, it was oddly shot. Really dark. <laughs> It's really dark. So, yeah, I think it's less to do with the actual output, more to do with the fans on on the Star Wars thing. Marvel, I'm concerned about Marvel. But I think uh, it's a good point there. I, I think Marvel, it's because... What, what was the, well, the last movie? Was, was it Spider-Man? Yeah, whatever. Literally, what, a couple of months after Endgame? Endgame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are we, what, two and a bit years now? Two years? Uh, yeah, about two years. Yeah, two years of essentially just what a, a couple of TV shows. Mm. And and let's be honest, Black Widow. I, I, you know, the reviews are, are decent of it. I have read some fairly negative reviews as well. Um, I don't. I don't read reviews. I don't read them, but I've read. I've read that. I, I've not like delved completely in because I don't want to give. I think that reviewers mm. could unintentionally give too much away. Mm. But of the like the, the little quick tweet reviews and things like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's been there's been a few that have been quite negative as well. My worry for Marvel though is that Black Widow, yeah, it's getting some buzz. People are excited for Black Widow. Black Widow's been around for an awfully long time. They're going into this era of characters that. People haven't really had a chance to get to well, care that much about. That's it. The next mm. one that people are really looking forward to is Spider-Man, which is out, what, December? Yeah. yeah. Um, but but there, there is another movie in between that. Two movies, isn't there? I don't know. I just, Eternals the... and Shang-Chi oh, both this year. Yeah, they are. I could not be less bothered about the Eternals. Jesus. So a six-month period, we're going to get Four Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like one every six weeks. Something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Eternals doesn't look very good. No. Shang-Chi doesn't look no. great. I, I really want it to be. Yeah, me too. But it doesn't look like it's going to be. But then you sit here and say that. Black Widow didn't look like it was going to be that good until this until new trailer that new trailer came out. Yeah. It looked... It, 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 Black Widow looked like, a t- looked like a TV show that nobody wanted. And that would have undersold how important that character is to the just the whole fucking story. Does, yeah. The problem is it it's too late now. I do think it's too late. This is supposed to be what's happening in between 
Um, what's it? Uh, what's it called? Infinity War and Endgame. Oh, is that one? I think it's Civil, or is it Civil, Civil War? War and Infinity War. Civil War and Infinity War. It's set in between those. You can't do that. But, but that just feels a, it, it feels a little bit like, how are they going to make that work? It does it, it feel a little like they've gone, look, we should have probably done this then, but we didn't. So we're going to do it now. So it's between, sorry, Civil War and... Infinity War. Right. Yeah. I mean, it means we get to watch you know what they Civil done? War. They should have released it between Civil War yeah. and Infinity War. They should have. I do think Marvel's in a in a slightly iffy spot at the moment. I do. I do. In the sense that that train to keep on rolling had to keep on essentially rolling. Feeding us con- uh, content and keeping us fucking... Yeah, and it, it's not a little bit. And the the word on the... I haven't watched them, but the word on the TV series, it, the, the, the buzz wasn't as buzzy. I it don't was think. with WandaVision, and it, and it, it was, it's it was quite to, buzzy with Loki. It was to nowhere near the level of something like The Mandalorian. People were fucking loving that every fucking week. Mm, same with WandaVision. Were they? Yeah. That's what yeah. I lost. The, the, one, one, one division had had people in like January and February, dude. Did it? But but did it land the ending? It did not land the ending. Then, then you, uh, you always the, 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 people always remember the ending. They might have had you week on week out, but then if you don't stick the ending, then it what happens is people can't be asked to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier because yeah, I mean, what is that? To be and, fair, Fa- Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt like the damp squib out of the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Anthony Mackie's been a little bit weird at the moment. Is he? Why? He doesn't like the fact that people are saying that there was some like sexual tension between yeah. uh, Bucky and whatever you it's put, called. You put a plank in a room with Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes and there's going to be sexual tension. I, I think at the core of it, where he's saying that People just seem to want to fucking ship absolutely everybody who's on screen together, no matter what the sexual preference of it is, is a point. You know, everybody is is kind of obsessed with these characters should get together, whether it's man and woman, woman and woman, man and man, mineral and vegetable. You know, it's so I get that aspect, but there is a slight tension there with Mackie where it does kind of feel like it's the fact that it's him it, and Sebastian it does, Stan, it which is a little bit like he's off. going yeah like he's going not here it's fine but I'm not I don't think you can really do no homo in 2021 can you I don't think he's quite doing that it, it, it's the whole I'm not gay but if I was gay I'd want equal rights yeah it, it's pop star never stop never stopping come to life once again yeah I want to rewatch that. Um, but then the Loki, the Loki buzz has been quite good. I still maintain that the funniest thing that ever happened to Sebastian Stan was when he tried to come on to Sharon Stone um, in that interview once, and Sharon Stone literally started quitting back on it, and he didn't know what to do. Nah. <laughs> he just completely <laughs> fucking fraud and shit himself. You will have to find that. And um, Sharon Stone has sort of said afterwards, you know, well, he was really flirting with me, and he's a he's a good looking young man. And so I thought, well, 
I'm gonna flirt back. I'm a single woman. Let's see if it, let's see where this goes. Yeah. And then I think I think I might have scared him a little bit. This seems to happen a lot. <laughs> I mean, Sharon fucking Stone. Yeah. You don't expect her to flirt back. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to, to Black Widow. Um, it, it does feel like I'm watching a movie that's been on a shelf for five years. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good though. I'm up I'm, for it. I'm up for it. It looks like it's been way too long. It's either going to be this, that was really entertaining, or when it come out of it and go, whew, where's Spider-Man out? <laughs> All right. Do you know what? It means we get to watch Civil War again. So, one I, it, Tickets are on sale now. I will IMAX the fuck out of that two weeks Wednesday. Brilliant. I'm, I'm here for, for the, the four main cast. I'm here for David Harbour and Rachel Weisz doing fucking dodgy Russian accents. Yep. Florin Pugh, not so much, but I'm not as big of a fan of her as you are, Ian. Um, Looking forward to Rachel Weisz being the bad guy. Yep. It's fucking yeah. happening. It's so obvious. I'm, I'm, I'm quite keen for this film. So, yeah. The fact that every time you see the bad guy, you go, wait, who's playing the bad guy? <gasps> wait, they haven't revealed it yet. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it's Rachel Weisz, isn't it? <laughs> they haven't revealed it, but there's an awful lot of David Harbour in fights. Yeah. So, it's her. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think it's going to be Florence Pugh unless they are establishing her as a big bad for multiple films, which I don't think is happening. I think she's taking over from Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Um, yeah. I look. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Black Widow. I'm just look, I'm looking forward to seeing really big, big, big films again on the big screen. Like Fast Nine is going to be so good. Like Hitman's Wife Bodyguard is an action film, but it's not like a it's a comedy before it's an action Yeah, film. exactly. Like Fast Nine and then Black Widow is what I'm talking about. Yeah, it does feel that that's the right cinema's back, baby. Yeah. You know, uh, what we've had so far has been cinema just kind of getting used to being back open. <laughs> yeah, it has a little bit. Yeah. Like testing the waters. Testing the waters. Let's just a not few really, test events. Let's not, let's not release anything too big because, like, they might put us back into lockdown. Yeah. And now it does feel, yeah, like cinema's, cinema's mm. back, baby. Mm. I just think, you know, you, you've got these Marvel movies that are coming out and the ones that people are talking about are your Spider-Man, your Black Widow, your Thor. Yeah. They're not talking about these new ones. And I think it's I think it's a really bad misstep. What they should have done is if you were going to start making films by new characters, introduce them in the last few movies of the previous or, phase. Or... They should have they should have planned a couple more of the the leading ones. Mm. Like Shang Chi should have Shang Chi is turning up in his own movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but establish the characters in in the other established characters' yeah. films first. The Eternals. Have him in there at the fucking end of yeah. Endgame. The Eternals look like dicks. What? They look like dickheads. They look like dickheads. It's like. And there, all that, all fucking colonizers. All that is gonna be is gonna be. Well, where the fuck were you when the fucking snap happened, you pricks? Yeah. And they'll try and cover it with a bit of dialogue, but there'll be a lot of people there going, "Nope, sorry, don't buy it." Shang Chi's all right. He didn't get his fucking ten rings before that. He will let that fucker off. He's new. But you pricks. Captain Marvel's on fucking shaky ground. She is on shaky ground. Oh, I do the universes. Oh, fuck off. You were getting your hair done, you twat. She was getting her hair done. Intergalactic hairdos. 
I've, yeah, she should have fucking been there. She I'm should have fucking been seismic there. event. She should have been there. She should have been there, yeah. Silly bitch. You know, if you if you're that fucking omnipotent, then you can fucking you can whip it back down to earth for a quick sec. Mm. Mm. All the pain that she would have like stopped. Yeah, Couldn't bother. Yeah, Couldn't get bother. Get of. Well, Marcus, we answered the fuck out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I believe that's it, Mark, yeah? It is indeed, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so, that will do it for this week's show. We are back next week with Fast 9, the Fast Saga. What a treat. Cannot yeah. wait. Um, we have a lot of Fast and Furious movies. We're not watching all the Fast and Furious movies following the kids. We're not. We're watching... We're going to see it in three days. <laughs> you can do it. No, we are. You, you could easily do two tonight because you're both night owls and then you've only got six more to go in two nights yeah three a night sorted we're off tomorrow we're off on wednesday we are they, oh come on you can do it oh i don't want to like when we went to see fucking um right. silent monsters Bye. what's it called silent monsters quiet, yeah quiet place too right we hadn't watched a quiet place before it it, it made me really sad Right, fine, we'll watch fucking six Fast and Furious movies in the next three days. Good. Eight, eight of them, mate. Eight in three days. And we've watched the first one. It's seven. Oh, you got seven? You've yeah. got seven in three days and you're off one of the days. Piece of piss, come on. Put your fucking big boy pants on. Yeah, Mark. Fine. Woo! Oh, yeah, and... we'll Tokyo Drift. Woo! Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right. Okay, I'm going to get the fuck out of Dodge because I really need to go to the toilet. So uh, I did all the pluggy stuff at the start. So uh, bye. 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 This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.